This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's Parenting Podcast. I'm uh, back in Sarasota, Florida. I was in the Chicago area this past week. Uh, I was speaking in Champaign, Illinois, then Peoria, then Rockford. And uh, then I uh, went, then I drove to Rosemont. And oh my goodness, O'Hara Airport is so huge. And driving around the Chicago area, uh, it's not the Windy City, it's the Tollway City. <laughs> if you miss an exit, which I missed a couple, you're paying another toll. And also, it's not just one or two miles down the street where you get to turn around. It's 10, 15 miles. So it adds another 25 minutes on the recalculation of the Google Maps when I miss an exit. So <laughs> I am glad to be home back in Sarasota, Florida. Um, but a very fruitful, a very... Um, just a great time working with uh, over a hundred uh, clinicians, psychologists, uh, counselors, social workers, marriage and family therapists, occupational therapists, speech pathologists, just a number of uh, people working with the youth uh, in tackling the anxiety epidemic and working with um, just uh, clients of all ages uh, in tackling um, a variety of anxiety problems. Um, but well, I'm, I'm glad to be back and uh, wanted to focus in on mindfulness skills for teenagers. So this week's parenting podcast is on mindfulness skills for teenagers. Uh, we want to make um, mindfulness skills, um, consider the three R's, relevant, relaxing, and responsive. Mindfulness is really helpful when it comes to getting in the moment and being mindful of our sensory experiences, of being mindful of the time, mindful of our thoughts. And one key aspect in the field of psychology is metacognition, being mindful of one's thought patterns, mindful of one's whisperings. So how do you go about doing that? Um, I just want to talk about some key bullet points out of my book, You Are Your Child's Best Psychologist, Seven Keys to Excellence in Parenting, and I'm focusing in on page 131 in chapter 6 on mindfulness skills for teenagers. So we want to keep it relevant, relaxing, and responsive. We want to keep it relevant by practicing mindful eating, mindful eating. If you were to take a strawberry and eat it over a two-minute period, I think I read somewhere that the average Thanksgiving dinner is uh, shorter than 10 minutes. Um, and so uh, I was sharing that with some folks this week, and and you had several cooks who may, might work 6, 8, 10, 12 hours on a Thanksgiving meal, some for over a couple of days, and boom, it's eaten really fast. Well, mindful eating is great for families who schedule using the oven timer strategy that we presented a few weeks ago and say, hey, look, we're going to take time uh, because one of the best predictors of a healthy family is a family that has family dinners. And using the oven timer strategy can help say, hey, look, we're going to stay in this chair until the timer goes off. And while we're here, we're going to engage in meaningful conversation. And that's where parents can really make a difference while they, um, sure, are flexible most dinners, but perhaps scheduling or identifying some key discussion topics, um, ideally every night. Uh, 
And while we're doing that and engaged in meaningful conversation, we're eating slowly, mindfully. We can also do mindful texting. Uh, We can also have mindful focus on schoolwork. We can also be mindful in our attentiveness when with friends. Uh, Teenagers can, parents can encourage teenagers mindful attentiveness with friends by not pulling out the phone and looking at the phone when with friends. We want to keep it relevant. We also want to keep it relaxing by using music and mindfulness listening skills. We want to facilitate a quiet environment using screen-free zones for a period of time. We also want to keep it responsive by applying mindfulness to daily life activities for a few minutes each hour. So walking, brushing our teeth, texting, and driving, we're mindful of the moment. Our mind is not elsewhere. You know, there's a study that shows that 50% 50 of the time our mind is somewhere other than what we're doing right now. Um, And so that makes sense if you're listening to this podcast while driving. But so often, um, you know, the educational research has shown that uh, multitasking doesn't work that well. You know, so the old management question, how well can you multitask uh, during an interview? The best question might be, how well can you concentrate despite, despite distraction? Really being, on, being mindful of the moment is what it's about when it comes to being relevant, relaxing, and re- responsive for teenagers. Also, we want to engage in activities to keep mindfulness fun and engaging, not boring. So we want to teach mindful neurobiology by having kids draw a picture of a brain. This can help let go, help individuals let go of musts. You know what those musts are. Um, musts don't go with mindfulness. When when one is mindful, you might remember Qui-Gon Jinn in Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, being mindful, Obi-Wan, be mindful of your thoughts. When we're mindful of our thoughts, we become less focused on the threat, some negative, some worry. Worry has to do with the future. When we're mindful in the moment, when we're mindful of our thoughts, it helps us to get in the present. But the old musts, musts don't go, work, go, don't go well with mindfulness. When we're mindful, we're able to notice what comes up. We're able to notice musts that come up. And mindfulness helps us with, with flexibility. So when we talk about musts, we're talking about things must go this way. We must um, make this team. We must get this grade. We must get into this college. We must get this scholarship. We must be in this relationship. Those musts, they don't go very far. Uh, They end up causing emotional disturbance and distress. Ideally, we want to eliminate the musts. And when we're mindful, we notice that the musts come up and we can just let We can just release those musts and change them to flexible preferences. Flexible preferences. We can also increase mindfulness by nature, uh, or excuse me, mindfulness of nature by writing a poem about flowers, images, visual beauty, sunsets, fish, butterflies, nature, 
This makes eliminating musts easier. And when you focus in on the beauty of nature, whether it's the sunrise or the sunset, when you focus in on the the beauty of what nature has to offer, um, musts sort of slip out of the back. They they slip to the side or they they fall off the brain. and uh, they they tend to fade in the background, or, or think metaphorically, turning the volume down on the musts by being mindful of nature. And we want to practice mindful smelling by baking chocolate chip cookies or melting dark chocolate, which is a superfood great for antioxidants. So mindful, being mindful with each of our senses uh, and what we see and what we touch and what we, uh, what we smell, uh, what we hear, in uh, the nature of the birds, and, and what we, um, what we taste. Um, so, mindful skills, mind, being mindful of of your moment, mindfulness skills for teenagers really slow th- slows things down when life is such a rush. And we can practice that as parents, and it's a great thing to have a for for a discussion uh, at family dinner with the oven timer strategy, taking our time and eating very slowly, mindfully. This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on mindfulness skills for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs>